All right. Philippians chapter four. It says, therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. He says, I entreat your Iodia, and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are written in the book of life. Now, this is what we've been talking about is in verse uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. And Paul is saying here that it's God's people who are his joy and crown. You see, and that's how we have to, that's, 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 that's how we have to, that's how we have to think about each other. We have to think about each other in that same way that we are each other's joy and we are each other's crown. It's like, for example, the Bible says, uh, the Bible says in, he says, the Lord's portion, let's see, let me find it here. The Lord's portion is his people. And there are several verses like that. There are two verses I want to just look at in connection with that. In Deuteronomy 32, 9, the Bible says, he says, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the allotment of his inheritance. You see, and this is what we're talking about. The Lord's portion is his people. That's what the, the Lord's inheritance, the Lord's reward is his people. And that's how we need to treat each other. We need to treat each other as each other's portion. The Lord is our portion, yes, but we show love to his name by doing good to his people. He says, we show, he says in, um, let me find that verse as well. He says, show love to his name. He says in Hebrews in chapter 6 and verse 10, let's look at that real quick. Hebrews chapter 6 in verse 10, he says, uh, I'll start at verse 9. He says, For though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation. For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. You see, and this is what we're supposed to be. We show, be doing, we show love to God's name by what? By taking care of his people. The Lord doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our resources. He doesn't need our talents. God gave us all that, right? We, everything we have, we got from who? From God. So he doesn't need what we have, but our brothers and sisters all over the world do. They need our financial resources. They need our support. They need our encouragement. They need our skills, our talents, our abilities, our resources. They need it. And when I show love to his name, when I show love to, when I show love to his people, I show love to his name. And this is why we talk about giving sacrificially and living a sacrificial life that any excess that I have, I give it away because we've got millions of starving and struggling brothers and sisters all over the world who need us and who need what we have. So like instead of buying the new uh, uh, the new purse or the new shoes or the new toy or the new bu- uh, book or the new whatever, 
buying new whatever. If I don't need it, if I don't have to have it, I can show love to God's name by giving that to my brothers and sisters or, or uh, giving that to my brothers and sisters in need. And by doing that, that's how I show love to the Lord. And see, the Lord feels appreciated and loved when I do good to his brothers and sisters because the Lord made it plain. Whatever you do to the least of these, my brothers and my sisters, and who are the brothers and sisters of the Lord? The brothers and sisters of the Lord are those who do his will. And Yeshua taught us that as well. He says, who are my mother? Who is my sister? Who is my brother? He said, those who do the will of my father. That's my mother, my sister, my brother. Right? So when we show love to the church, right, when we show love to his people, what happens? We are showing love to his name. And the Lord teaches us, do good to all men, but especially to the household of faith, right? That's who we're supposed to be especially doing good towards. And it's not just a matter, of, and, we don't, and we don't do it grudgingly. We do it joyfully because these are our brothers. They're our brothers and they're our sisters, and they need us. You see, so we show love to him by doing good to our brothers and sisters. We have to, we, sometimes we disconnect the service of God from service to each other. It's a horizontal and it's a vertical relationship. It's a vertical, it's a horizontal relationship. Through Christ, we are reconciled to God. But then we're also, through Christ, Yeshua, reconciled to each other, to our brothers. And John says, he says, how can you love, he says, you say you love God. Well, how is it that you can love God whom you can't see, but then don't love your brother whom you can see. He says, if you, in, in James chapter one, he says, if you see your brother struggling with food and clothing and you say, go and be warm and well fed and you don't take care of his needs, how can the love of God be in you? And so this is how we have to treat each other. We have to treat each other like Philippians 4, 1 says, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. You see, this is how we are to treat each other. You, the, Lord, the Lord has given you as my reward, my crown, my hope, my joy, my, the thing that I delight in. There's a beautiful verse in... Um, there's a beautiful verse in the Psalms, beautiful verse in, he says, in whom is all, oh my, where is that? Psalm 16 verse 3 is a beautiful scripture. Psalm chapter 16 and verse 3. Because we are his people, we're his portion, and we need to be each other's portion. And that's what the Bible says, no greater love has a man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And we are the Lord's friends if we do what he commands us. That's John chapter uh, 14 and 15. We are his friends if we do as he commands us. And those who do the commands of the Lord, we are all brothers. And God has tasked us with taking care of each other, with loving each other, with doing good to each other, with being good towards each other. Because we need each other. We are the body of Christ on earth. Yeshua was the first body. He was the physical body on earth. Now we are the spiritual body of Christ on earth. And we have to love each other and care for each other and work together. He says in Psalm 16 and verse 3, Psalm chapter 16 and verse 3, this is what David says about his people, about God's people. 
He says, let's see, let me find it here. Psalm chapter 16 and verse 3. He says, uh, he says, preserve, starting at verse 1, he says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. I have nothing good apart from you. Nothing. There is nothing good in this life uh, that is apart from God. Nothing. I have no good thing apart from you. The Lord is the only good thing that we have in this world. Everything else is just temporary. Everything else. Everything else is just temporary. Everything else is going to fade away. Everything else we have is going to be gone. But the Lord is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the only good thing we have in this life. And then verse 3, he says, As for the saints in the land, he says what? They are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. You see that? So look at, make the connection. We have to make the connection. You see what, they, we'll see what David is saying here. He is saying, because I have no good thing but the Lord in this life. How do I treat his saints? How do I see his saints? I see his people as the excellent ones. I make the connection. Because the Lord is the only good thing I have in, the, in, in this life. What happens? That extends to his people. I treat his people as the excellent ones. All of my delight I put in them. You see, I put, because make, the Lord is my portion. He is the only good thing. And that, because he is my, he is the only good thing I have in life. Then what do I say? The excellent ones, his saints. I put all my delight in them. And see, and this is what the Lord wants for us. The Lord wants us to delight in each other. It's not a matter of grinning and, and tolerating each other and gritting our teeth and, oh, we have, to, we have to work together. Oh, we have to. No, no, no. If you know the Lord, then you ought to view his people as the excellent ones. All of your delight ought to be in them. We ought to be finding ways to do good to each other. We ought to be thinking about good things we can do for each other. We ought to be excited to see each other. We ought to be happy and glad and full of joy that I can do something good for my brothers and sisters. You know, and it makes me happy. Like when we, when we as a family, when we send, when we, when we, you know, give an offering to, to an organization or somebody and we hear a response and say, oh, thank God, that was such a blessing. I needed that. And oh, you know, we, you know, God bless you and may the Lord keep you always. Oh, we're doing this work. We're doing that work. That makes my soul glad. Because what? We are being a blessing to our brothers and sisters. We're saying, I delight in you. I love you. And this is what our relationship is with. Our relationship, just like with, with the Bible and with God, our relationship is not with a book. Our relationship is not with knowledge. Our relationship is not with the scripture. Our, we read the scripture. We make that we, 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 uh, we memorize the scripture. We know the scripture. Why? Because our relationship is with God. And so in order to know God, we have to know the scripture. We have to be filled with the spirit. But it's the same thing with people. We don't have a relationship with things, with materials, with items, houses, land, cars, toys, you know, uh, just perishable, you know, this, this um, consumerism. We don't have a relationship with that. God has given us a relationship with people, his people. 
And this is what I'm saying. There are times because we love things, and this is what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us do not love, and this is First First John chapter two, uh, verses First uh, John chapter two. I think it's thirteen through fifteen. It was definitely First John chapter two. He says, um, "Do not love." Let's just turn there real quick. First John chapter two. He says. In First John, in, chap- in chapter 2, um, verse 15, 15 through uh, uh, 17, he says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So what is he saying? He's saying, first of all, do not love the world or the things that are in the world. Why? Because if I love the world and if I love the things that are in the world, what's going to happen? The love of the father is not going to be in me. And if I don't have the love of the father in me, then that means I'm not going to love my brothers and sisters in Yeshua. Period. Because it's the love of Yeshua, the love of the father in me that enables me to love my brothers unconditionally. And this is what I'm talking about. The items, the things that we fall in love with in the world, what he describes the lust of the, the lust of the flesh as uh, sexual immorality, carnality, the desires, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, sexual immorality, the, the desires of the eyes, that's covetousness. I look and I, you know, all the commercials tell me you're falling behind because your neighbor has this and you don't. Don't you want this? Don't you want that? All these manufactured needs no. when there's stuff that you don't need, right? He says the desires of the eyes, the covetousness. He says, and the, and the pride of life, the, re, the rebellion, that the stubbornness of having those things that you think you're independent from God. He says, this is not from the father, but it's from the world. And so when I, when my mind is set on sexual morality, when it's set on covetousness, wanting, wanting, grabbing, getting, 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 always, I've always got to satisfy that need for more, that lust for more. What happens? He says, the love of the father is not going to be in me. And if the love of the father is not in me, then I can't love my brothers and sisters because that is what obstructs the love. That's what obstructs the love from flowing. It's like a wall, just like bitterness is a wall, just like unforgiveness is a wall. You can't, nothing can get out, nothing can get in. And when you and I are covetous and we want more and more and we want the world and we, instead of God and instead of his people, then what happens? That love, uh, the love of God is, first of all, it's not going to be there. But then two, it's not going to, it's not, it can't come out. We stop at the relationship with things. And that's where we, that's where most of us are stuck. Most of us are stuck in our relationship with each other because things are in the way. There are certain things we simply will not let go, certain things we want to do that we will not let go, certain lusts that we won't shake, certain uh, desires that we just will not crucify. And because we won't crucify those things, what happens? It blocks the love between us. And so while we have these things, our relationships are suffering. While we have these things, our children need, don't, don't, are not getting our attention. While we have more things, we're not doing the will of God with our life. 
Our relationship with God is suffering. But we have things. But our relationships are suffering. You've got all, we've got more, we have, we're, we're the wealthiest nation in the history of the world. But divorce is 50%. We have the high, more things than any other country in the world. But we have one of the highest suicide rates in the world. We have the, the richest country in the world. But the murder rate is among the highest in the world. We have more things than almost any country in the history of the world. But Christian divorce. We're divorcing and remarrying each other. We're suffering. We're hurting. Our marriages are miserable. Why? Because the love of the world and the love of things is blocking the love that we, the love of God for each other is blocking that. And so what Paul, what Paul, what John is teaching us here, he says, and the world is passing away along with his desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Because see, in the end, the only thing that's going to last is the church. That's it. That's going to be the only thing that's going to survive. All this other stuff that we're looking at right now, First Peter, Second Peter chapter 4 tells us is going to be completely destroyed. Every single thing that we put in our trust in is going to be completely destroyed. Everything in this world is going to be wiped out except the church. That's going to be the only thing that survives. The church. And so we have to stop seeing each other as things to uh, get around and things to overlook uh, as things to just tolerate and start seeing that seeing each other as for what for what we really are we are the body of Christ and this is what Paul I want to I want to end with um with this verse here in 1 Corinthians in chapter 12 he says verse 12 he says for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of <clears throat> for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made free to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. And so this is the, this is the point that, that Paul is trying to make. We who are different parts of the body with different abilities, we make up at different functions. We are one. In other words, Paul is saying, you need each other. We need each other. We need one another. It's not an option. We have to have each other. All believers in Christ require the other in order to make it because he gave us a body. He made us into a body. And we, 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 are, we are one body. We are one. I need you and you need me. I, and my holiness is impacted by your holiness. Your, my behavior is impacted by my behavior. If I'm not living holy, if I'm not living godly and trying to be pure, that's going to destroy y'all. 
And if you're not living holy, if you're not living set apart, set apart lives to the Lord, that's going to negatively impact me. We have to all be functioning as God has for us. And you see somebody with a seizure, and this happens even on my job. You see somebody who has, whose body is not functioning. The, the arm is, not, is, is, is doing its own thing. The foot is doing its own thing. The, 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 uh, the hand is doing its own thing. They're all working out of sync with each other. That's called a seizure. The body is seizing. Why? Because some part has been disconnected to the head, which is Yeshua. And this is what happens to us. Once we disconnect from Yeshua, we become disconnected from each other. This is why we must be holy in all that we do and follow Yeshua wherever he leads us, no matter what it costs, no matter where he takes us, because we cannot, he is our head. And if we disconnect from him, we're dead, period. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, Lord. We thank you. Help us to treat each other with the light, Lord. Help us to love you and serve you. And because we love and serve you, help us to love and serve each other, Father. It's just like Adam and Eve, Father, they fell apart from each other because they first fell apart from you. Help us, Lord, to do your will, to think and speak and behave in a way that pleases you, to love you with all of our heart and soul. We give you glory and honor and praise in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen.